It's time for the Louisiana National Bank Bleed Tech Blue Radio Show. This is your source for Louisiana Tech sports news. For the next 90 minutes, Bleed Tech Blue Radio goes deep inside football, basketball, and recruiting. Tonight's show on Sports Talk 97.7 is also brought to you by Courtesy Automotive Group, Walpole Tire, Brister's Smokehouse Barbecue, Dairy Queen, and Bienville Motors. Text us at 888-993-7762. Here's your host, Ben Carlisle. Good evening, beautiful peoples. Bleed Tech Blue Radio BC. John Tabor, Sports Talk 97.7. I want to thank our title sponsor, Louisiana National Bank. For over 100 years, LNB has been your community bank. Go see my friends at Louisiana National Bank. For an uncommon experience, or check them out online at ln.bank. You can get us on the O'Neill Gas hotline or text line, 888 You might have caught that in the open. Just be seeing John Tabor here on this Thanksgiving week, uh, Tuesday night, November the 22nd. Beck Haynes is out. Uh, I want to send out our congratulations to him and his wife, uh, welcomed in their third child, uh, yesterday afternoon, Charlie Beck Haynes. So very happy for Beck and his family uh, as they get set for a, a boy in their family. Similar to me, Taves. We Beck and I both entering the the boy world uh, after having two girls uh, to start things off. If Hope at we're first ready. you don't succeed, try or in your case, try, try again. again. And hey, I guess Beck can say this was worth it. So congratulations to him and his wife. But we got a lot to get into. Uh, only a one-hour show tonight. Of course, Lady Texters uh, just finished up their matchup with SMU. They fall 69, or 63-59 over in Moody Coliseum over in Dallas uh, against SMU. Lady Texters now 3-1 and one overall. They'll head to Las Vegas uh, from Dallas for a Thanksgiving tournament uh, this weekend. Uh, I want to mention the Dunkin' Dogs last night. Uh, they bounced back from a 94-85 Lost at UL Lafayette last Thursday, or 94-88, excuse me, lost to ULL last Thursday night with a 79-58 win over ULMs, the 10th game in a row that Louisiana Tech's won on the hardwood against the Warhawks. They've also won eight in a row in football, and they've also won 17 of their last 18 on the diamond. Uh, so the the domination kind of continues for the Bulldogs over the Warhawks. But a really good win for Talvin Hester's team, playing without leading scorer Kobe Williams, who was out with a for a violation of team rules. David Green was out as well uh, with a sprained ankle, and then I believe Caleb Stewart was out with an illness. So it sounds like uh, Kobe Williams will be back in the lineup for the Dunkin' Dogs tomorrow night uh, when they travel to Huntsville, Alabama, to take on Alabama A&M. Uh, that game, of course, tomorrow night, Wednesday at 7 p.m. They'll play Samford at 2 o'clock on Friday afternoon, and then they'll conclude uh, that road trip on Saturday afternoon against Tennessee Southern. So three games in four days for Talvin Hester's squad, 2-2 two and two overall. Uh, I guess the most interesting thing to me about this Tech team to this point, I mentioned Kobe Williams, David Green, and Caleb Stewart out last night. Got to see a, a number of guys that maybe haven't played a whole lot of minutes throughout the year uh, get an opportunity to showcase themselves. Quandre Bullock, a junior college signee out of Angelina College, comes off the bench and scores 12 points, uh, which was you know really good in your first collegiate action. Kenny Hunter had 10.7 rebounds off the bench. 
Uh, Taron Williams added 10 points off the bench. He, he's another young guy that's really you know, kind of trying to make his mark in this rotation. So we, we've now got the opportunity to kind of see some of the depth on this team. Uh, and it, it certainly looks like all 13 scholarship players uh, do have the ability uh, to contribute in a positive manner, which you have to be encouraged by. And Talvin Hester talked a little bit about that last night following the game. You know, it felt like they lost their legs late against ULL in that loss, and he said he didn't really go deep into his bench because he didn't necessarily trust those guys that haven't played a whole lot of minutes. And he said last night really proved to him that he can go to the 11th, 12th, 13th guy if he needs to and, and continue playing, uh, you know, his guys like Isaiah Crawford, Keaston Willis, keep their legs fresh for late in the game when it's time to close one out. So Duncan Dawes, like I said, they'll continue their 2022-2023 and. 2023 season tomorrow night on the road at Alabama State. So we're all here to talk about football. Um, unfortunately, uh, Louisiana Tech went on the road this past weekend, fall 26-21 at Charlotte. Uh, really, really tough defeat for the Bulldogs. Marked the 14th straight road loss for the program. Uh, that that road losing streak dates all the way back to December 3rd of 2022. You might ask, when is Tech's next road game? That will not come until September 2nd of 2023 when the Dogs open the season at SMU. Uh, Looking at this game for Louisiana Tech, and you you lose 26-21, it it was really a microcosm of the season, a, a number of missed opportunities. Uh, you had a blocked field goal in the first quarter. You had a red zone turnover on a throwback screen uh, in the third quarter when you were down on the three-yard line uh, looking to take the lead in that game. And that that's kind of been who Louisiana Tech has been to this year or to this point in the season, which only has one game remaining in the regular season. UAB comes to town on Saturday. We'll talk with Evan Dudley of AL.com coming up in the next segment uh, to preview the Blazers. But Looking at Louisiana Tech, and it's been a difficult season. You're three and eight. You're two and five in the conference. You're obviously not going to a bowl game for the second consecutive year after you'd gone to seven, eight in a row uh, from 2014 to 2020. And it it feels like a bunch of guys, and I, I don't mean this necessarily in a negative manner, but a bunch of guys that are kind of just plodding through the season. They want to be successful. They want to win. They don't know how to win. They don't know maybe what it looks like on a weekly basis. And that's some of the challenges that Sonny Cumbie and his staff are faced with this year is, you know, building that culture. We got an opportunity today in the press conference to talk with senior safety Marquelius Turner. We talked with Josh Moden. Both those guys said that, you know, from the second Sonny Cumbie was hired, uh, which I believe – uh, his one-year anniversary is coming up at the beginning of December to where we are now. The one thing that's been instilled throughout the program is accountability, and they believe in the culture that's being built. And I got an opportunity to go out to practice today and watch the the energy that these guys are practicing with with not a whole lot to play for as we enter this final regular season game. But the energy seems as well as it could be at this point in the year for a 3-8 and eight football team. You hear those two seniors talk about the accountability that's been instilled throughout the program. There are some encouraging things that are maybe happening behind the scenes that we don't necessarily see show up on game day. And I think that all of us would sit here and agree this was probably a bigger rebuild than maybe we necessarily expected. And I think that, you know, 
we we could sit here and we could place the blame on a number of different things: lack of cost of attendance, lack of quality nutrition. Uh, did Skip Holtz leave the cupboard bare? Like, there's so many different things. Has Sonny Cumbie and his staff made mistakes throughout the season? There's a lot of different things that we could point to, but at the same time, and I, I know bad football teams don't make plays when they necessarily should in order to win football games, but this team is probably not as bad as we necessarily think that they are when you look at a, a double overtime ro- loss to Rice. You lose in overtime to FIU as well. You lose at the end of the game, obviously, to Charlotte on Saturday. I mean, those are three games right there where you could easily be sitting at 6-5 and five overall, getting ready for bowl season in December, but at the end of the day, you're not. You got an opportunity to hopefully get things going back in the right direction with a tough offseason, with a uh, full you know, a full 2023 recruiting cycle. You can pinpoint the positions on this team, whether it's quarterback, whether it's running back, whether it's receiver, offensive line, defensive line, linebacker, corner, safety, kicker, punter, wherever you want to point to as far as where you need the help at, I think that, you know, you, you can get an opportunity to fix some of those wrong wrongs that you've seen throughout the year. I, I will say, I thought on Saturday looking at Landry Liddy's performance He's 23 of 31, 213 yards, does have the two interceptions. Like I said, one comes down the red zone in a no-look throwback screen. Sonny Cumbie took the, you know, he took the blame for that, saying I should have ran the football. We'd ran the football all the way down the field. Let's run it into the end zone. But uh, he tried to pull a rabbit out of the hat and kind of mix things up with some misdirection. And ultimately, you turn the football over. Uh, Louisiana Tech's really struggled in the red zone throughout the year. I think only 47% of the time are they scoring touchdowns. And I, I do think that, you know, you look at the numbers for Liddy, like I said, <clears throat> 23-31, 213 yards, two picks. Doesn't jump off the page at you. But the reps that he's gotten in his three starts, he'll make his fourth start on Saturday against UAB, those are going to prove to be invaluable for his his growth and his maturity as he enters into the offseason, gets a chance to take a look back at, you know, what he did right, what he did wrong, what he needs to correct, what he needs to get better at, because I, I think we can sit here and say Marquise Crosby, 21 carries, 105 yards, three touchdowns on Saturday, just 154 yards away from 1,000 in his redshirt freshman year. Charvis Thornton's had a really good year as a sophomore running back. Cyrus Allen leads the country, averaging 23 yards per catch. Smoke Harris, Nate Jones, Trey Harris, all those guys have an opportunity to be back at the skill spots. And then you have some young pieces on the offensive line, Carson Bruno, Dakota White, Burt Hale, some of those guys that you can build around. So you can kind of see the pieces around Liddy that kind of gives you some hope offensively. Defensively, you allow 146 yards on the ground. Chris Reynolds completes 67% of his throws. You're unable to force a turnover. Uh, You did have eight tackles for loss. You did have three sacks, but... When push came to shove at the end of the football game on a third and six, you couldn't stop the run. And that's that's been what Louisiana Tech's been defensively. You're allowing 228 yards per game on the ground, which ranks 130th out of 131 teams. Shout out to Colorado. You're pretty terrible. I think we know that. Uh, Colorado interim head coach Mike Sanford. Uh, I hate to relive this. Uh, Mike Sanford was the head coach at Western Kentucky Western Kentucky came to Ruston as a 2-9 and nine football team in 2018 and housed the dogs, and Sanford was fired immediately following the game. So uh, Colorado's not moving in the right direction. But anyways, uh, so th- there's some building blocks on this team, but there's obviously a lot to get corrected. Louisiana Tech, 2.30 p.m. kickoff Saturday afternoon against 
UAB. Blazers 5-6 and six overall, looking to get into a bowl game. Bryant Vincent, uh, the interim head coach, doesn't sound like he'll be uh, named the full-time head coach, but you know we'll see how those things play out. Obviously, you make a bowl game and you win a bowl game. Things can change uh, rather quickly. Uh, I, I did want to talk about this. Tech allows 228 on the ground. I think UAB, Dwayne McBride's fourth in the country with 1,441 yards rushing, 18 touchdowns. Uh, if you can't stop Dwayne McBride on Saturday, he might go for 300. And I don't think, I say it tongue-in-cheek, but like realistically he could go for 300 if you can't stop the run. I'll, I'll set it at 169.5. Then I'll take the over. Uh, I've, I've seen the guy play for the last two, three years now. I call him baby Derrick Henry. Like, he's six foot three. He's 240 pounds. We saw him a little bit against LSU. They probably didn't give him the ball enough. Don't talk about him too much or one of my dynasty league mates might be listening. Fair enough. Taves, I'm 9-2 in I've fantasy. got a war chest. I'm 9-2. and two. Uh, So, if Tech can't stop the run against UAB on Saturday, though, it's going to be a long afternoon. It's not going to be a great crowd. Looks like 50% chance of rain, which uh, probably not ideal. Uh, and so, we'll see if Louisiana Tech can knock off the Blazers. Bulldogs are 0-4 against future AAC opponents this season. Uh, we'll see if they can get one win to close things out. Real quick, before we get to Evan Dudley after the break, if Louisiana Tech loses on Saturday, it'd become the first time since 1993-1994 that the Bulldogs have won three games or fewer in back-to-back years. Prior to that, you got to go all the way back to 1966-1967, and this would be only the third time since 1930 since Louisiana if Louisiana Tech's won three or fewer games in back-to-back seasons. Uh, I hate to say it's rock bottom, Taves, but it doesn't feel too good for the dogs. Not going to sit there and lie to you. Easy there, Winona. Whew! Whew! Let's go ahead and get to this first time. Two out. ways to go, straight up or sideways. Don't know if you can go sideways, Taves. Only ways up. Let's go ahead and get to this first time out. We come back from the break. O'Neill Gas Hotline. Evan Dudley, AL.com, will join us. Listen to Bleed Tech Blue Radio Sports Talk 97.7. At Louisiana National Bank, you're more than just a number. You're a part of a team. This is Anna R. Robertson with the Lady Texters. Louisiana National Bank is committed to making every interaction with its customers and communities an experience that's noticeably different and more exceptional than any they've ever encountered. If you're looking for a teammate to help you achieve your financial dreams, come see one of LNB's Uncommon Bankers or visit online at ln.bank. Equal housing lender member FDIC. Oh, courtesy, a great place to buy a car. Welcome to the Courtesy Automotive Family, where you'll find seven of the leading brands, Chevrolet, Buick, GMC, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, and Ram. Two pre-owned lots, local qualified service departments you can rely on. You can shop 24-7 online at buycourtesy.com for all seven brands plus pre-owns. Welcome to the Courtesy Automotive Family, Ruston. Hey, DQ fans, I'm so thankful for November's Blizzard of the Month, and you will be too. The Oreo Hot Cocoa Blizzard Treat is back. Yes, you heard that right. Oreo cookies, cocoa fudge, whip topping, and world-famous DQ sauce serve all blended together 
in a tantalizing treat perfection. Go quick. Something this delicious won't be available forever. Only at participating DQ locations where happy tastes good. Walpole Tire and Service loves supporting La Tech football. And if you're going on a road trip to follow the dogs, they want you to get there safely. Count on the pros at Walpole Tire to keep your car in the game. From the largest selection of name brand tires in the area to expert ASE certified service, including brakes, tires, and front end repairs. Your home team for over 60 years. Walpole Tire and Service, Ruston and West Monroe. Visit walpoletire.com. You've got to love it. Tech sports, that is. That's why there's Bleed Tech Blue Radio, brought to you by Louisiana National Bank. Call or text the show at 888-993-7762. Welcome back, Bleed Tech Blue Radio, BC, John Tabor, Sports Talk 97.7. Let's go to the O'Neill Gas Hotline, joined by Evan Dudley, AL.com. Evan, how are we doing on this Tuesday night? I'm doing well. Good to have you on. I want to start out. Obviously, we haven't spoken quite some time, probably since last season. Uh, Bill Clark made the decision sometime in the summer, I believe it was the middle or late June, uh, to step down as the head coach from UAB. Bryant Vincent obviously named the interim head coach. We've seen or we've heard, I guess, in Ruston a little bit about some of Clark's health issues. How much of a shock or surprise was that uh, to you guys covering the UAB program? Uh, I would say it was a pretty good shock. I mean, I had a little feeling that he had uh, been having some back problems. I knew he took a day off from spring practice. He had to leave practice a little bit early to go uh, to a doctor checkup. Uh, obviously, he had a disectomy in the late 90s to kind of alleviate uh, an old injury he got in the weight room when he was in high school. But I think it just came to a point to where he really could not, uh, you know, really devote himself, uh, you know, beyond the pain that he had. And he knew if he went through with the surgery, he would not be able to, uh, you know, give the focus he needed uh, for a college football season. So, you know, it really kind of caught everyone off guard. But, you know, it was a decision I think he made, you know, within the within that last few days before announcing it. Bryant Vincent takes over as the interim head coach. Blazers now 5-6, 11 games through this thing in 2022, obviously uh, needing a win to get to bowl eligibility. It's been a season that, you know, UAB hasn't been accustomed to over the last few years. How would you grade the job that he's done, uh, obviously being put into a tough situation uh, in the middle of the summer? You know, I would honestly give him, you know, around a, you know, forgiven letter grades, maybe around a B-ish. I mean, obviously the record, you know, doesn't really reflect what this team is. You know, take away the LSU game, uh, the other five losses, you know, come total of 27 points. They were all one possession game, so they were in every single game they played aside from the LSU game outside the first 20 minutes of that game anyway. Uh, but, you know, it's a, it's a team that's just, you know, had the bad breaks this year and just, you know, things did not fall the way that they needed them to. And uh, But, you know, give Bryant Vincent credit that, you know, he held this team together, you know, and rather than completely fall off, uh, you know, fall off the cliff, you know, they were able to get a win over North Texas and put themselves in position to, you know, be bowl eligible with a win over La Tech in, this, uh, in the season finale. Dylan Hopkins, it feels like he's been in Birmingham forever. We've kind of got to see him matriculate his way through the program. I know he's missed a couple of games due to injury. I got to watch probably the first 20 minutes of that game against LSU the other night. It feels like he's really playing some of the best football of his career. 
I'd have to agree with that. You know, obviously they didn't get a lot of things going uh, against the LSU, you know, after, as the game wore on, uh, you know, but they had a really good 20 minutes of competing against them. He did not turn the ball over. He was only sacked once. Uh, you know, he was very efficient those, uh, you know, the first half. So, you know, it was a guy who went into uh, into an SEC, uh, you know, house and, you know, stared down, uh, you know, the beast and, you know, didn't really blink for the most part. And, you know, we've seen it, you know, in the win over North Texas, what he was able to do, and as well as just his growth this year. You know, he took some early sacks early in the year. You know, he was, uh, you know, he was hesitating a little bit on his uh, own ability to uh, scramble and, uh, you know, make plays with his legs. But, you know, he's kind of overcome that, and he's really in control of this offense right now. I would imagine Dwayne McBride is licking his chops to get an opportunity against this Louisiana Tech rush defense on Saturday Obviously, not only one of the best back, or not only the best back in conference USA, he's one of the best backs in the country. Uh, just talk a little bit about his his year. Uh, I know it's probably hard to put into words. It, it's just been so spectacular. Uh, indeed, I mean, uh, you know, he missed the season opener. He had a kind of flu, uh, acid reflux, little thing uh, kind of going on there in the first part of the. Well, I wouldn't say flu, just kind of acid reflux, stomach problems. So he was able to. He wasn't able to play that season opener. But since then, you know, he rushed 100 yards in every single game, heading into the LSU game. Uh, he had 1,400 yards. Uh, you know, the nation's leading rusher in yards per game. So it's just you know been a great season for him. Obviously, uh, you know, he didn't get a lot of opportunity at LSU. Uh, you know, they tried to throw a little bit and, you know, tried to spread that LSU defense out rather than have them attack their running game so so uh, uh, early and often as they did. So, I mean, I think it was, uh, you know, just more of a game plan on the last game. But, you know, this is a guy who just refuses to be tackled by one guy. He'll run through you. He'll run around you, spin you, uh, leap over you, uh, flip over you, just any, anything that he can do to, uh, you know, get to the next level. I'll ask you this. You've covered the program for a long time. Is he better than Spencer Brown? I know he was obviously uh, really good for his four years. How do you rank those two? Uh, you know, Spencer, you know, he, he kind of really grinded out, uh, you know, for UAB during those uh, formative years when they were kind of, uh, you know, winning championships. Uh, you know, D- you know, Dwayne McBride just seems to be, you know, he's got a little few more tools in, uh, in the toolbox, if you will, uh, in his running ability. Uh, just, you know, the things that he's able to do to get out in space and have a l- little extra speed than Spencer Brown. Uh, you know, obviously, if the, if he stayed for his senior season, he would probably rewrite every single rushing record. You know, that's still to be determined. Uh, so, you know, I think right now he has potential to be better than Spencer Brown. But, you know, we'll have to kind of wait and see if he, you know, he takes another year or if he, you know, caps off the, his career this season. Shropshire, Palmer, Rudolph, the three top receivers all averaging over 17 yards per catch. Uh, from a passing game perspective, is it a lot of play action off of uh, McBride's run game? Uh, not as much as it has been in recent years. Uh, you know, they really were a boom and bust kind of offense with that play action running off, uh, you know, Spencer Brown and, of course, Dwayne McBride, Jermaine Brown as well. Uh, but, you know, they've really kind of uh, evolved that passing offense because they have, uh, you know, they have created depth in that receiver room. So they're able to, you know, create more in the middle passing game as well as they're still able to kind of, you know, take deep shots with Shropshire and, uh, and Palmer as well. And uh, Samaria Woodruff uh, has, you know, been able to get out and, uh, you know, really take that slot position, get open in that uh, middle area. Unfortunately, he's, uh, you know, dropped a few passes, uh, you know, would-be touchdowns. But, you know, this is a group that, you know, has the talent to, uh, you know, really evolve this passing game. How, how does this defense that David Rees has put together, obviously for it feels like years and years UAB's hung its hat on that side of the football, how does this defense stack up and how have they performed to this point in the year? 
Uh, they performed pretty admirably well. Uh, you know, against LSU, uh, you have Jaden Daniels, and he really did Jaden Daniels-like things. So it was kind of, uh, you know, really hard for them to really settle down and get, uh, you know, get behind them on their feet. But, uh, you know, uh, just throughout this year, they've played really well. Frank Harris was probably the only other quarterback that's really kind of taken advantage of this defense. Other than that, they've really kind of shut down opposing offenses uh, for the most part. Uh, you know, they had West, Western Kentucky, Georgia Southern, you know, top passing offense well below their season, season averages. So the secondary is the strength. Obviously, you got linebackers that can fly around. And the defensive line's got a lot of new guys, uh, some that have played role, uh, you know, contributing roles the past few seasons. But they've, uh, you know, done well to replace three starters uh, from last season. Uh, you mentioned those linebackers. Noah Wilder obviously leads the team with 100 stops, but I've been really impressed with the LSU transfer. Obviously, he's been in Birmingham for a few years now, but Tyler Taylor appears to have really taken that next step forward as a senior. He definitely has. Uh, you know, he's, you know, for lack of a better word, he's quietly put together, you know, a great all conference like season. He's right behind Noah Wilder in tackles. Uh, you know, he's all over the field and he's really developed into a, you know, a linebacker they can trust that can control the field, can make uh, plays from sideline to sideline. You know, he's really having a great season for them. If you were handicapping the coaching search for the Blazers, uh, obviously five and six overall. If Bryant Vincent wins Saturday, wins a bowl game, how likely is he? Uh, to you know, maintain or be able to be named the full-time head coach, or do you expect uh, UAB to look elsewhere? I think they'll be looking elsewhere, just uh, you know, uh, you know, just to kind of get a new uh, breath of life into the program. They've obviously you know had Clark these last few years, and you know, I think and you know they probably want to move on, uh, you know, try to you know build upon what they have, uh, you know. But Bryant Vincent, I think you know, still has a possibility. Uh, you know, he can get them to a bowl game. He's done well in recruiting. Uh, I know that they would like to name a head coach before the uh, early signing period, so that might become might be might come before uh, you know their bowl game if they get one. So I mean, it's uh, a lot of factors right now, but I think uh, you know he's still in the mix at this point. But I think eventually they will go elsewhere with their head coaching position. Couple questions about basketball before we let you go. Andy Kennedy's squad off to a great start, four and one. Sully had a big win over Georgia today. Uh, I think it's fair to say this is the best team that he's put on the floor during his time in Birmingham. Uh, absolutely. Uh, you know, last year was just kind of a uh, uh, a little, a little uh, foreshadowing to what they would have this year. You know, he brought in a couple more transfers. Eric Gaines is uh, just kind of all over the place, and, you know, that just pairs well with Jelly Walker. He doesn't have to, uh, you know, put everything on his back, and he can, you know, put up pedestrian-like 30-point games. That doesn't seem to – you know, come as hard to him as they were last year. So, you know, it's a it's a really special team. They've got a good, uh, you know, front court also developing with Trey Jemison, J.B. and Davis, uh, K.J. Buff, and those guys, uh, you know, have done a lot of work for them as well. So, I mean, it's a team that, uh, you know, that has a lot of room to grow but also has a lot of potential this season. I see they got a couple of future non-conference games in a couple of weeks on the road at West Virginia at home against South Carolina. Uh, win those two and – Possibly a two-bid conference USA uh, if UAB doesn't win the league? Uh, yeah, I think that is a possibility. You know, this is a team that's got a lot of talent, a lot of experience. You know, Andy Kennedy is well-respected in the coaching circles. And I think, you know, even if they are not able to win the tournament, you know, if they put together a great regular season in conference as well as get these two non-conference wins, you know, that really stacks up uh, for their resume, you know, keeps them in, a, you know, maybe a top 50 net position. Uh, you know, he has them looking at an at-large bid, you know, come selection Sunday. Great stuff, as always, Evan. If any of our listeners want to follow some of your work online, where can they find that at? Uh, then go to al.com uh, slash UAB.
Thanks, man. Appreciate it. All right. Always a pleasure. Evan Dudley, AL.com, joining us, previewing the UAB Blazers on this Tuesday night. Of course, Louisiana Tech, UAB getting set for a 2.30 p.m. kickoff CBS Sports Network on Saturday afternoon. Uh, like we discussed earlier, we'll discuss here in a couple of segments, but if Louisiana Tech can't stop Dwayne McBride on the on the ground, and Sonny Cumbie alluded to it today in his press conference, they run a zone scheme, the stretch zone that McBride is so comfortable in, and Cumbie said it's probably the best offensive line run game scheme they've played all year. I think it's pretty year. simple, BC. Nine in the box and put them on an island. That's exactly what Cumbie said. He said, we're going to have to walk more guys into the box and we're going to have to make tackles, too, because you break through the first line of defense, you're off to the races. We've seen McBride break some big runs against Louisiana Tech in years past, so uh, hopefully we don't see that a lot on Saturday we don't afternoon. Want, we don't want him running through the islands. No, 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 no. We don't <laughs> want the islands to meet him in the secondary 30 <laughs> no. yards down the field. No doubt about it. I want to thank Evan again uh, for joining us. It's been a tremendous asset on the US, UAB side throughout the years helping us preview the Blazers. Let's go ahead and take our next time out. You're listening to Bleed Tech Blue Radio, Sports Talk 97.7. You can feel it in the air. You can hear it under your feet. And when you see our trucks, winter is on the way. Be prepared with O'Neill Gas. Family owned and operated since 1952, O'Neill Gas is dependable as the products and services we offer. Propane deliveries, tank rentals, installation, and repairs, all by trained and certified professionals who make regular routes in your area. Call today find out about our delivery options. From our home to yours, O'Neill Gas. At Louisiana National Bank, you're more than just a number. You're part of a team. This is Smoke Harris with the Bulldog. Louisiana National Bank is committed to making every interaction with its customers and communities an experience that's noticeably different and more exceptional than any they've ever encountered. If you're looking for a teammate to help you achieve your financial dreams, come see one of LMB's Uncommon Bankers or visit online at ln.bank. Equal housing lender. Member FDIC. Oh, courtesy, a great place to buy a car. Welcome to the Courtesy Automotive Family, where you'll find seven of the leading brands, Chevrolet, Buick, GMC, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, and Ram. Two pre-owned lots, local qualified service departments you can rely on. You can shop 24-7 online at buycourtesy.com for all seven brands plus pre-owns. Welcome to the Courtesy Automotive Family, Ruston. Walpole Tire and Service loves supporting La Tech football. And if you're going on a road trip to follow the dogs, they want you to get there safely. Count on the pros at Walpole Tire to keep your car in the game. From the largest selection of name brand tires in the area to expert ASE certified service, including brakes, tires, and front end repairs. Your home team for over 60 years. Walpole Tire and Service, Ruston and West Monroe. Visit walpoletire.com. Injured in an accident? Call Creed and Creed in Monroe for local experienced representation. This is KNBB Dubach Rustin Monroe 97.7. Want to find stuff out about tech sports your neighbor doesn't know? Keep it right here on Bleed Tech Blue Radio. Brought to you by Louisiana National Bank. Call or text the show at 888-993-7762. Lead at Tech Blue Radio as we hit the top of the hour. 
Short show tonight. Start at 6.30. Running to about 7.25. B.C. John Tabor. Beck Haynes out tonight. Welcome the birth of his third child yesterday afternoon. Congrats to him and his family. You can get us on the O'Neill Gas Hotline or text line. 888-993-7762. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, we've, we've talked a lot about this Louisiana Tech football season. And obviously... Sonny Cumbie said today 14 seniors will be honored on Saturday, get the opportunity to play in their final home game in Joy Stadium. Team's 3-1 and one at home, uh, which is obviously nothing, uh, not too shabby by any stretch of the imagination with some of the road struggles or home struggles Tech's had uh, the last couple of years. But uh, I went ahead and I took a look back at some first-year head coaches, and I, you know, I feel like we've talked about this before, but you look at Derek Dooley in his first year, five and seven. The the one game I remembered most vividly was the overtime game at at home against Hawaii. Colt Brennan's inside the Joe. He's got the islands dyed into his hair, and Dooley chose to go for two for the win. Obviously, didn't work out. Team goes five and seven. Fast forward to the next head coach, two thousand and ten. Sonny Dykes goes five and seven. Uh, that was coming off a four and eight year, uh, which concluded Derek Dooley's year when or, or Derek Dooley's career at Tech, and somehow uh, he was named the head coach at Tennessee. And fifteen years later, they've got, finally got it fixed. Uh, and then, following Sonny Dykes and his five and seven year in twenty ten, Skip Holtz in twenty thirteen goes four and eight. And I think you'll look at that Skip Holtz year. In 2013, you knew it was going to be bad. Like, Dykes graduated 43 seniors. You were like, all right, like, ain't got a whole lot to work with. Ryan Higgins was a redshirt freshman. Scotty Young, in all his glory, wanted to be a starting quarterback at the Division I level. He wasn't it, obviously. Uh, Wasn't a whole lot to work for. Quentin Patton, Miles White weren't running around uh, out there at receiver. Kenneth Dixon was back, but... Um, it's about all you had offensively. Defensively, uh, th- there were some quality players on the defense, but like I said, the offense was so bad there just wasn't a whole lot to work with. And I look fast forward to 2022 with Sonny Cumbie, and you try to compare it as far as you know how bare was it. And I think last year, losing all the tight games gave Tech a sense of optimism, knowing that all we needed so to speak, was a new head coach, a new regime, a new life, a new energy to come here, and this program would be back at the top of Conference USA. And as the season has progressed, and a a lot of people will point to the injury to Parker McNeil, they'll point to the injury to Tyler Grubbs, you'll point to, obviously, Sonny Cumbie being a new head coach, you'll point to uh, nine new assistant coaches, Anthony Camp, the only holdover from the previous staff. And... I think all those play a big role as far as why Louisiana Tech has struggled to get where it is at right now. I think that offense, offensively, I, I may be in the minor. I think Tech has plenty of talent offensively to be successful. But is Landry Liddy ready to win nine games as an 18-year-old true freshman? Probably not. Will he be in a year and a half or you know another year, two years? Probably so. It looks like it at least. He's shown enough flashes to give you hope. But but why, and obviously the defense doesn't have enough pieces, especially up front in the trenches. But 
what has gotten Louisiana Tech to this point? And I've had the question posed to me, what does Louisiana Tech need to do to improve as a program? This is a different era in college football. It's the transfer portal. It's the player empowerment. It's the NIL. What can Louisiana Tech do to take steps forward? Do you continue to expand the new nutrition program that Sonny Cumbie and Dave Scholl's new strength and conditioning coach have implemented with the hopes that it allows you to take your next step? I'm going to be honest with you here for a sec. You go back four or five years ago, there's a lot of folks saying, we need to get some nutrition in here. you got to start taking care of the players' bodies in a better fashion. Fast forward, 2020, 2021, you know what you look like? ULL, 2014, 2015, there's bad bodies all over the places in the trenches. You got bad results. When everyone else is investing in an era of college football, if you're not, if you're not moving forward, you're moving backwards. I obviously think you have to continue to invest nutritionally. Do you find more money to renovate the east side of Joy Stadium? Because if the students aren't coming now, you might have to do something that gets them to the game. Definitely an option. Do you like that idea, Tate? Mm, so, so, sell beer. They are selling beer. On yeah. the student side? Yes. Might not have a lot of beer drinkers, doesn't seem like tapes. Did they last year? In the grand, not last year, not 2021. Oh, so this, this is? First year. Progress. We'll yeah, see. One step at a time. I, I did not. This is the first I've known knowing of this, and. We'll see you on the east side Saturday afternoon. Possibly. We'll, All right, now here's we'll the second post thing. Here's the beer. second thing. Don't price the students out. I agree. Hey, better yet. Five bucks a beer. Take Tech Express. Dad will never know. Mom will never know. Legal ID. <laughs> yeah. or, or give out, you know, give wristbands at the gate. Yes, something similar. Pretty Tech wristband. With with a home football schedule. Champ drinking a beer. With a home fo- Oh, here comes Champ! Holy hell, I can't wait to hear Double that fisted. on Saturday afternoon. Uh, that, that's one thing that needs to be done. We need to remove Nancy Bergeron from her post. And cut out Here Comes Champ. Put Tech 22. believe that's what we're on. In that dead gum Ferrari and let him come out on yes, his Yes, sir. Remote control. Frankly, I need to see him in the tack as well. Oh, absolutely. During every TV timeout. He ain't got have, no- have him dot the end of the T. He ain't got enough nah, energy not to. He ain't got enough energy to walk out there on his own. Put him in his car. Cost of attendance. Louisiana Tech doesn't fully fund cost of attendance. Been an issue for years. I think everybody in this current administration, from Eric Wood on down, realizes that. You have to invest in your... You have to be willing to take on debt if that's what it takes. you got to spend money to make money. Absolutely! You'll get the return on investment 
if you invest the money in the right spots. Is there someone out there that could invest that additional money to cover cost of attendance? Is there a group of donors, fans, supporters, however you want to describe it, that will step up and create an NIL elective? Or collective, excuse me. I'll be honest with you. And this is my school. Somehow, someway, I graduated. 2014. If you want to be good at football in this era, you have to invest money. You have to invest a lot of money. If you don't want to be good in this era, continue doing what you're doing. Because the issue will not be Sonny Cumbie. The issue will not be Skip Holtz. The issue will not be whatever head coaches follow in line behind these two. You can point to and tell me it's not the Jimmies in the... Or it is the Jimmies in the Joes. You know why it might be the Jimmies or the Joes? Because you're not doing what's needed to be done off the field could be the best play caller in the world. You could be the best X's and O's scheme guy that you want to be. But you're not going to out-scheme other programs looking to head to conference. You can't out-scheme indoor practice facilities. No! You can't out-scheme little Sally coming to run two miles on the track in the middle of football practice. It's hideous. It's embarrassing. It may not be a detractor now there, BC. It's embarrassing. They distract practice. Tapes. Yeah, exactly. You might miss that the snap count's on two on this particular play. You're checking out Sally getting her two-mile jog in before she hits her peloton. But what I'm saying is, if you want to really take your program forward, you have to invest... In the material possessions. Quit telling me that we need more Jimmys and Joes. Because it's obvious. Tell me what you're going to do to get help your coaches get the Jimmys and Joes. Because that's what the program needs. It needs more nutrition. It needs more NIL. It needs more cost of attendance. It needs more indoor practice facilities. It needs all of it. Like, do you want to sit here, like I just mentioned in the open, three wins or fewer on the verge, back-to-back years, first time since 93-94, prior to that 66-67, prior to that 1930, if that's not a wake-up call, I don't know what is. And we could get into men's basketball, we could get into women's basketball, we could get into Lane Burroughs baseball team, although they might not need the help as much. Lane's got a good thing rolling over there. Baseball is also a far different animal than football from a budget standpoint. But if you want to get to where you aspire to get, whether it be players, coaches, fans, alums, whoever, invest in what you can invest. Because that's what the program needs. We'll show up Saturday afternoon. Beck and I will come on the Impact Healthcare Solutions post-game call-in show. 
We'll laugh. We'll giggle. We'll crack up that two grand were in the stadium. But you know what I listened to today? I listened to Josh Moat talk about the six years he's spent in this program while he was fighting about te- fighting back tears for how much this place meant to him. And all he wants is to get the program back where they need to go. Need to be. There needs to be a whole lot more Josh Moats. There needs to be a whole lot more Marquelius Turners. A guy that started his career as a walk-on from Southwood High School. If you hadn't kept up with Southwood, they ain't won many games over the years. And he fought his way all the way up. You can talk about he's not a good enough player to play. I don't care. But he's willing to put in the top. There needs to be more people, more supporters, that are willing to put in the time and investment. Like... I get hurt to see Josh Moat hurting today. His dad played at this program. He played at the program. He puts it on for the final time on Saturday afternoon. He doesn't get a chance to come out of the locker room again. Probably doesn't get a chance to play football again. All he wants is the program to get back to where it should be. What are you doing to help solve that issue? Let's go ahead and take our final time out. Come back. We'll put a bow on it. You're listening to Bleed Tech Blue Radio Sports Talk 97.7. Oh, courtesy. A great place to buy a car. Welcome to the Courtesy Automotive Family, where you'll find seven of the leading brands. Chevrolet, Buick, GMC, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, and Ram. Two pre-owned lots. Local qualified service departments you can rely on. You can shop 24-7 online at buycourtesy.com for all seven brands plus pre-owns. Welcome to the Courtesy Automotive Family, Ruston. At Louisiana National Bank, you are more than just a number. You're a part of a team. This is B.J. Williamson with the Bulldogs. Whether you're opening your first checking account or need a loan to start a new business, Louisiana National Bank is committed to making every interaction with its customers and communities an experience that's noticeably different. If you're looking for a teammate to help you achieve your financial dreams, come see one of LNB's Uncommon Bankers or visit online at ln.bank. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. The snap of a football can only mean one thing. A cold snap's not far behind. And while the bleachers can get a bit chilly, your home doesn't have to. Now's the time to fill your propane tank with a call to O'Neill Gas. We'll keep your tanks full all season long so your family stays warm and comfortable. For a limited time, get a free pressure check with your first fill-up. So remember, when that whistle blows, we're your best defense against the cold. From our home to yours, O'Neill Gas. At Diemel Motors in Arcadia, we're all Bulldogs. We are owned and operated by nothing but Bulldogs and have been since 1968. We have a wide variety of cars, trucks, big rigs, and trailers. Check out the full lineup on our Diemel Motors Facebook page. At Diemel Motors in Arcadia, we really do bleed tech blue. Hey, come on out to where you come out better. Diemel Motors in Arcadia. You gotta love it. Tech sports, that is. That's why there's Bleed Tech Blue Radio, brought to you by Louisiana National Bank. Call or text the show at 888-993-7762. 
Don't have time to keep up with Louisiana Tech sports the way you'd like to? No worries. Just listen to Bleed Tech Blue Radio. Call or text the show at 888-993-7762. Welcome back. Final segment of the show as we wrap it up on this Tuesday night. Let's go straight to the O'Neill Gas Hotline at Will of the People. Will, what you got for us? Hey, Ben. I'm uh, riding alone tonight. And congratulations back. Uh, Absolutely. It's third. It's uh, uh, congratulations and, uh, and best wishes to him. I... Um, you know, you were talking about the uh, you know where things are and, and where things may be headed. The one thing that I am uh, optimistic about is the fact that players have bought in. You know, we're, we're talking about the nutrition program. Is that unfortunately we're at the sort of the low ebb of the nutrition program. We've got guys that have lost weight. We've got guys that look a lot better than they looked uh, in spring practice or in summer practice or at the beginning of the season. The problem is you you know you got to get to that point where you start building back up guys that. You know, you uh, that have unfortunately have had to do this, have had to go into a nutrition program now, uh, in, in most cases as upperclassmen, rather than say redshirt freshmen or true freshmen, where they do it when they come into the program uh, as 18, 19 year olds, and and you know, unfortunately that's that's where we are. But the, you know, the, like I said, the flip side is people have bought in. You've got guys who have uh, who who were uh, who who were doing what they need to do, uh, and unfortunately, you know, we're. We're not where we uh, we'd like to be, but um, but like I said, there's I think there's some optimism for it. The other thing I want to talk about you were talking about cost of attendance, and uh, you know one of the things that's happened here over the past few weeks is the student vote. There was a student vote at UNO a couple of weeks ago, and it failed, and it failed badly. It failed almost as bad as as our vote failed. Um, And when our vote failed this past spring, it was in it was the first week of April. Um, it was the weekend of the Rice Baseball Series. And I went out and, you know, asked. I know I wasn't the only one, but I, I asked some students, you know, why did it fail? You know, what, what's out there? And, and uh, did you vote against it? Why did you vote against it? Um, and one thing that came up time and time again is infrastructure, is that it, it had a, an athletics component to it, and, you know, 90% of it was athletics. But the other component was, and there was mental health that was in there. There were a few other things that were in there. If it would have been half athletics, you know, let's say $8 million, $9 million, if it was half athletics and half infrastructure. Um, and when I say infrastructure, I mean long list of things that, you know, that are out there that uh, you start to see it on social media right after the vote happened. You know, what about this? What about that? What about parking, uh, which really isn't a – probably not an issue on Tech's campus like it may be on other campuses, but if you're a student and you think it's an issue, well, then it's an issue. Yeah. Uh, there, there are dozens of projects, small projects, that could be completed on campus that students care about. And when it went up there without an infrastructure component, which is what students care about, it was going to fail. Mm-hmm. And uh, the one thing I would say if, if uh, you know, if Dr. Geis is out there, Dr. Woods is out, uh, is out there, you know, don't give up on it. You know, bring it back up in the fall. Bring it back up next spring. Come back and sell it. And uh, if, if half of it is infrastructure, uh, and like I said, students have students come up with the list. And, you know, that's what they care about, and that's what they want. Um, especially part of that infrastructure is athletics infrastructure. You know, the TAC needs to be renovated in the worst way. The yep. upper and lower concourses of TAC, concessions, restrooms, all of it needs attention. Yep. And... Students feel the same way. If you want to get students to games, that's what you've got to do. 
And as I said, that would be the one thing is is, uh, is don't give up on it. You know, don't walk away from it. Now, should should it go up for a student vote? I, you know, my opinion is no. Now, 30 years ago, I asked Dr. Taylor this question. We had a, a, a student fee vote for the for Centennial Plaza, where the uh, you know the bell tower is in the middle of campus. And I asked Dr. Taylor why you know why do students have to vote on this? And as a student, and Dr. Taylor said, you know, it went all the way back to Vietnam, went to, back to the Vietnam War, where students were empowered to. Um, you know, to, to have a say in what happens on campus. At the same time, you know, times have changed. And if the university feels it needs a fee, uh, if, if Tech feels it needs a fee, if ULM feels as if it needs a fee for athletics, if UNO feels as if it needs a fee for athletics, it should be able to implement that fee. I agree. And it's it, it, this notion that um, you've got to, you know, you've got to go to the student body for, for any little type of fee like this is just, just insane. Yep. Uh, and it, it, it's Louisiana politics at its worst, and that we have something that's from a vestige from 50 years ago, and yet uh, we continue to, uh, to 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 have to uh, to have to uh, you know go back to students every time. It's just it's just something that that shouldn't have to be done. We're not in a good position uh, with that, but uh, ULL also is uh, isn't in a good position. I mean. Uh, Dennis, and you've seen this over time on social media and on the message board, some of what they've had to do to fund their athletic department, mm-hmm. where if they just had a basic student fee, they wouldn't have to uh, uh, borrow from every other part of their campus. And so the fact that we have to go and do that, it's, it's, I mean, it's, just, it's just insane. Now, um, but like I said, I, I think there's optimism. Uh, it, I don't think it's as bad as it seems. I think, um, you know, we're... Uh, you know, it's, it's a rebuild. It's a much bigger rebuild than maybe some people thought. And that, uh, you know, times have been worse. I mean, for me, this is season 40-whatever. I mean, I, I go back with the with this football team to 1975. was my first game. And uh, 1979 was worse than this. We had a coach that didn't last the season. 1987, we had a coach that uh, openly said we wouldn't be able to make it in 1A. Or I say openly said was the president in the AD. Uh, 93, we had a an athletic department that was in shambles. The basketball team was in free fall. You know, I mean, we've, we've had years that have been much worse than this. And, um, and I think behind the scenes, uh, uh, because football is struggling, it maybe, um, maybe uh, the message doesn't get out that the rest of the athletic department is having some success, having a lot yep. of success. In fact. Good stuff, and, Will. Uh, we we got to get out of here. I appreciate it. Ben, take it easy, man. Thanks, man. I want to thank Will, the people, for joining us. Always incredible insight. Taste before we get out of here, Louisiana Tech, UAB, 2.30 p.m. kickoff Saturday afternoon, CBS Sports Network. Blazers favored by 17.5, over, under, set at 56. What you got? Mm, I've got 37-28. Oh, I got Blazers 42, Louisiana Tech 20. I'm not sure it's that close. So we're both hitting the over. We are hitting the over. Been a fun show tonight. Been a little abbreviated. We'll be back same time, same place, 6 o'clock next week. Sports Talk 97.7. Hopefully we can talk Beck from coming back out of retirement to join us on Bleed Tech Blue Radio. For John Tabor, I'm BC. Thanks for listening. We'll see you.
Thanks for listening to the Louisiana National Bank Bleed Tech Blue Radio Show on Sports Talk 97.7. Brought to you by Courtesy Automotive Group, Walpole Tire, Brister's Smokehouse Barbecue, Dairy Queen, and Bienville Motors. Join us every Tuesday at 6 p.m. with your host Ben Carlisle on the Louisiana National Bank Bleed Tech Blue Radio Show on Sports Talk 97.7.